0: What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. Oh, it feels good to say that again. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, all right, we're getting back into the swing of things, Jack. We're going to go over probably two to three weeks worth of just quick data. Uh, we won't hold you guys to it too much just because, I again, we were off for about two weeks. Um, so, so, Jack, let's just kind of quickly highlight some of the highs, lows. What did you think of the John Deere last week? um you know we had the travelers a couple weeks ago and then we had what rocket mortgage as well anything kind of stick
1: out for you well first of all like we said just two seconds before we came on here for john deere classic it was a better field than it could have been yep high and far it was awesome it actually came down to the wire sep straka almost crapped the bed which was hilarious to me (laughs) um because i almost did a live bet for brandon todd um Everything was awesome about it. Um, obviously, it's the John Deere. It's not, you're not at Pebble Beach. You're not at Augusta National. It doesn't have the same capita, but it was still fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I would say, in terms of, of, of pga tour courses and events it's it's yours and mine's favorites just based on the fact that it's one the one we're closest to geographically we play it you know three times a year yeah we play it a couple times a year jack you know breaks even par there once or twice a year kind of deal and so i think there was an amateur on friday that shot 82 that jack uh jack potentially could have put his money up on that one uh would have, would have been a close battle for sure but i think you potentially could have stood a chance there
1: yeah, I think when we, when we play there, I'm right around scratch, roughly, yeah. when we play there just for fun, music player, yeah. and sometimes a nine-year-old's paired with us. I think if I played tournament <laughs> conditions... Don't um, forget, a
0: nine-year-old's paired with us, and they kick our ass. Don't oh, you gotta, got,
1: Just for the record, that kid, <laughs> that kid, he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to commit to Oklahoma State in a couple years. I'm like, dude, you're nine. Uh, yeah. For the college golf, Oklahoma State's legit. But um, I think tournament conditions... If I like took my time genuinely with every shot, I think I could have done 82 or better. That guy was 83 or 84.
0: Yeah, I think I no, I think he shot 82. But I again I think you could have uh you could have contended Listen,
1: I'm not one of those plus handicapped golfers like I could have shot 64 at deer run. Are you kidding me? I know the levels between those guys and me are very, very spread up.
0: L- let me be clear as well. I'm not saying you're gonna go out there and shoot 65 no. on tournament day, but 82. I mean, if you're on, if you're on your game in a tournament condition, and the how well you know that course, you could shoot 80. I mean, I could, I, I could see. It I would say
1: anywhere to. between 75 and 80 is a very fair estimate with those tournament conditions. Because let's be honest, those first five holes, I'm more worried about the club staying in my hand because I'm going to have nervous jitters the whole. That's, if yeah, that's I, true, I get nervous exactly. jitters on our local Muni course. Are you kidding, John Deere Classic first tee? Luckily, exactly. we're lefties. We could just play that bank slice out there and call it a day.
0: Well, and then and then once you know you get the bank slice out there a little bit and you're hanging out, then after five you got the nerves kind of you know laid low. Hopefully, get paired with somebody cool like a Michael Kim or something like that who you could just kind of like shoot the shit with. But there's again, I think you could have been competitive on the eighty-two. Um, I'm going to loop all the way back. I'm just going to start with the travelers. That was a really good week for me. Um, I won in DraftKings and Fanduel. I had Scotty and Cantlay in both lineups. They were both top fives um i went two for three on bets so i'm i think i'm a little uh let me count it real fast i'm up about eight units total now based on that week of bets um and then in terms of my winners i had minwoo lee and brian harman you shit talked my brian harman pick i remember specifically jack uh minwoo lee was t9 brian harman was t2 so that was really nice in terms of done and then my wild picks, I had Min Woo Lee, top 20, winner, and Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantley top 10, uh, parlayed top 10, plus 300, also winner. So that was a really good week for me then. Um, in terms of the last couple of weeks, I had – let me pull it up real fast. for the Yeah, Rocket. I can
1: talk about my um, – well, you looked that up. I could talk about my Travelers Week, two seconds. Go for Draft it. Kings and FanDuel, both awesome. Having Scotty Zander. And Ludwig, who obviously has been on a tear, and then Scotty, Xander, Tommy, and Siwoo was awesome. Bets, um, I didn't calculate mine as well. I went five and three. A lot of them were pluses. Um, so I'd calculated right around even for that one. Winner, Scotty, top four, and then Patrick Cantlay, or Patrick Rogers missed the cut. My wild cards, Ludwig, Aberg, top 30 was a win. Sam Bennett, top 40, missed cut. There
0: you go. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you made it work. It was it was a week, and you did the thing. Uh, next week, Rocket Mortgage Classic. I'm just going to go through our four winners real quick. Again, Jack had them all over social media, if you saw those. Um, I had Steven Yeager, who finished T9, and Thomas Dietrich, who missed the cut. Jack had Doug Gim, and then he did pick Ricky Fowler. Um, It is in writing, so we are counting it um and again that was determined before thursday so if anybody wants to sit there and be like oh we didn't see it it's on socials i also have a text with him saying it's
1: uh the one week we don't record yeah exactly
0: exactly that's usually how it goes um but we have text threads of it so we can we can sit there if anybody wants to be like oh of course just and and
1: and just for the record i picked the winner and the whole week i was only up 0.6 units i lost both my wild cards and my other winner's pick was Doug Gim. That was a tremendous week. Uh, there's a whole text thread about it. Yep. If anyone's doubting this, you guys are sad. No offense. I love yeah. you guys, but come on. Yeah,
0: that, 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 that's a tough life if you guys are having a challenge with this. I um, stand nothing to gain.
1: Yeah, we'll skip, and
0: ha- we'll skip ahead and go to John Deere, get to the next grouping of that. Um, in terms of winner's picks, I had Chris Kirk, who finished T21, and Ches Reevy, who I'm very happy with, who finished T35. Um, you had Dylan Wu, who missed the cut, and then Ludwig Auberg, who finished T4. Um, so that was nice. And then it looks like you won a little bit in terms of bets last
1: week, right? Yeah, 2.7 units up altogether throughout the couple of weeks that we've been out out of commission here. Um, up all the way to 74.12 units, some big hitters. Ludwig, um, I had him at top 30. We had Cam Young top 30, which, thank gosh, he finally did something right. Um, Grayson Sig, top 40. those was another one. Brandon Todd, top 40, that was a really good one. Dylan Wu missed the cut. Eric Cole was in like 16th place going into Sunday and shot even and I think fell out top 40, so that was a loss. So 74.12 units up I think is an awesome start. Two bets I crossed out. Um, one was Sepp top 40, as I know you and I talked about the other day, yep. and one was Brandon Todd, wild card, top 20. But my other two wild cards hit which was Garrett Kego top 30, plus 260. And then Nick Hardy, because he was our hometown guy, uh, top 30, plus 265. So awesome week for me. It's JDC.
0: Yeah, I'm realizing that uh, I think in the last few years, we've both picked a couple of local guys that we've, that we've known growing up. And I think in both instances, like Doug Gim, Nick Hardy, a few of those guys have all done really well The the John Deere. Might be worth something to remember for me, for me when we kind of get back to it next year. Because those guys usually like to, come around and play out in the quad cities anyways yeah it's right there yeah um hey i went back through i did calculate my my uh uh, my bets from the travelers i was up 2.24 units so now i'm up 9.49 units on the year
1: wow look at the kid we're going to go
0: for those double digits
1: that is awesome well this week we are traveling across the pond unfortunately with the pga tour schedule change if you won the jdc you're not getting a private charter to the british open you're getting a probably chartered flight to the scottish open yeah. um and maybe the barbasol depending on how big of a name you are we're not really going to cover the barbasol no offense to anybody that's in it i have a winner's pick if i'm watching golf i'm watching scottish let's just be real
0: i have i have one name and that's it in terms of Barbasol, and that's it, it. might be so, the same name. It, 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 well, yeah, all right. At that point, I, I have a second guy I thought about. Um, so if we pick the same guy, I'll go to my other guy, but yeah, n- there's there's nobody in that field that I'm like, oh, yeah, like let me go watch Barbasol really fast. Maybe one name, all right. Well, if you want to dig into it, that <laughs> you, you can go wild. Um, we're going to Genesis Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club. There's a par 71 totaling 7,300 yards. Last year's winner was Xander Shoffley at minus seven. Um, just a couple of things you're going to want to look for in a course like this, this is a true link style course um, so when you sit there and you're like us from the states and they're like oh yeah we're on a link style like there is very few trees on a course like this um, there's not as much water on this course so technically it's not a legitimate links if you want to get really fancy and technical it's a links course all right when you're looking at data just look at all the links related things um, you want strokes gained approach, opportunities gained, and strokes gained off the tee. Um, so this is a relatively new course when it comes to the PGA Tour. It only really kind of took off in 2019 after the DP World Tour convinced the PGA Tour uh, to stop there before, before heading over to the Open. And again, that was in roughly 2019. Um, therefore, l- when you're looking at data, um, it's kind of arbitrary. It's Yeah, there's not a lot of, like, good data you can really look into. You know, there's no crazy course histories. There's a few guys that have played well for a couple of years. I want to say, again, 2019, it was a super, like, light year in terms of players that actually went out there to play both, you know, in the Scottish Open. Like, it wasn't, like, a fully-fledged field. It looked a lot more like how the John Deere looked this year. Um, and then again, 2020 was COVID year, 2021 was kind of, eh, and then last year, finally, you had a lot of good names out there, like a Xander who came out and won the thing. Um, uh, so there are some standard things to obviously look for with it being a link style course. Um, uh, wind is going to be the big thing right now. The week looks relatively calm. Um, you technically have slightly slight upticks in wind on Friday afternoon right now. But again, that's not something that you would really like. Be like, oh no, like it's going to be forty miles an hour. So they're looking at like fifteen miles an hour. Like if PGA Tour players can't play in that, I'm going to be slightly concerned for them. Uh, but again, you want somebody that can crush a link style course. Uh, don't just look into deep into somebody that kind of finished top twenty here like a couple of years ago. You want something that's a little bit more substantial. Like there's again, don't look at finishes too much here. All good? Yeah, we're good. I'm ready to jump into it. <laughs> All right. Uh so let's go into it. We got DraftKings. We're gonna pull it up here. We're gonna start at the top, group together top four guys. Uh we got Scotty Scheffler, Rory McElroy,
1: Xander Shoffley, and Cantley. Yeah, and DraftKings, if you're listening, go ahead and hit us up in the email inbox. I'm down for a sponsorship. But uh top four guys, Cantley, Xander, Rory, Scotty. I think a lot of people here are gonna be fighting for Rory. Rightfully so. I think Rory's gonna be one of the guys that's probably gonna be the most owned based on finishes. You take a look at his last five, his worst finish is ninth. He's going into a comfort um, on the DP World Tour rankings. He's won by almost double over John Rahm, Adrian Maronk right behind him. I think this is going to be a really good week for him. I think Xander Shoffley feels really comfortable here. Um, Maybe even not this course specifically, but he always tends to do really well in these Scottish-style courses, so I like him a lot. Offhand, I can't remember what... Scotty Scheffler did last year at the Open, whether it be Scottish or the Open itself. So I don't really have too much metrics to go off him, regardless of how good he is. And then Cantley's going to do good wherever you put him. So there's no concern there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a strong feeling that like I think a lot of people are going to get to Rory this week because we're close to his home base. Again, we're in we're in Europe, we're in you know Great Britain more or less. So I think there's going to be a big grouping of of people that are going to be like, ah, he's back on his home turf. Like time to, time to figure it out. Uh, So just, you know, Scotty Scheffler did miss the cut here last year at the the Scottish Mm -hmm. open. Um, And then he turned around next week at the open championship and finished T20. Um, So again, he he has it in him. It's just kind of a question of, of which Scotty we're going to see, whether it's miss cut or top 20. Um, I'm not worried again, uh, 18 for 18 made cuts. Guy is still elite. Um, he's kind of been sucking recently. His last six finishes are only T five, T two, T 3 T3, and four. Um, so he's been just kind of me. No, I'm just kidding. Check
1: him out at your local corn fairy event.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's just kind of casually finished top five each of the last six weeks. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'm I'm going back to him. I got no I got no problems on it. Again, I've told myself I'm basically gonna ride Scotty Scheffler until the wheels fall off at this point. Pause. On a TFS play, I'm going to ride Scotty Scheffler until the wheels fall off. Um, I don't blame you if you go back to Xander Shoffley. He's finished top 15 here each of the last three years. If you want to look at course metrics in terms of history, he probably is the best case to look for. Um, and again, he's got the kind of game that could really fit a link stock course, he's got great iron. He's plenty of length off the tee, um, and he's going to have a, have a good putter regardless of the week 95% of the time.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have any concerns, honestly, at the top four. I think you can go wrong nowhere on this field. You have Scotty. W- yeah, we could rank it, but I yeah. think you have Scotty, number one player in the world for a reason. Roy McElroy, former number one player in the world that just has utmost confidence and utmost form. Xander Shoffley, tremendous form, defending champion. And Patrick Cantlay, who's, like I said, going to be really good wherever you put him. I think he has one missed cut on the entire calendar year, and that was in February. So you're doing just fine. Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: all right. Well, I'll start I'll start with the rankings. I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Scotty, Xander. I'm gonna go Cantley Rory, personally.
1: Yeah, I'm going personally Xander, Scotty, Rory, Cantley.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're a little different on this one. I don't I don't know about Rory. I see he still had those couple of weeks back, way back when where he just wasn't like on on fire now again that's been probably like six weeks now at this point since that since then he's rattled off a bunch of straight top tens um but that three-week gap between the players and basically the pga where he didn't really have it as much is that is that a safe way to say it to describe rory's game well he did Uh, miss back-to-back cuts and then finished t47 um so again he just kind of kind of teed the line and i'd prefer to go to scotty because he hasn't he hasn't had that problem
1: Yeah, the one thing about Rory is the last time he played the World Tour event, he freaking won. So it's it's such a good play for him. But the problem for DFS specifically is he is going to be so highly owned that the only benefit to owning him, and depending on which leagues you play in, is if he wins. That's the only reason you may own him. If he misses the cut or even finishes outside, what, top 25, you're going to gain so much more points on any one of these guys or maybe even the guy in the 9K. There you go um you want to get into this 9k range then? let's do it because you got maddie ice matt fitzpatrick at 9800 to wyndham clark 9k you are my favorite guy in this whole field let's see a favorite guy in the whole field does he have the greatest hair of pga tour history potentially all right bring it home
0: yeah i love tommy fleetwood this week um so he's top five in strokes gained t to green um, and that's over the last 24 rounds. And then he has two top five finishes of the open championship over the past five years. And then also he's also played well in this tournament, the last two years as well. Again, if you like that little metric um, he finished tied fourth here last year, he's, he's just been playing really good recently uh, in terms of that second at the RBC Canadian, where again, he lost in the playoff. He was T five at the U S open. Again, he missed the cut last week at the travelers. I wouldn't, look too deeply into that yeah exactly like it wasn't like he shot 75 75 and missed a cut like he played decently he just guys got lower than he did um so i'm gonna go back to tommy fleetwood and again this is a link style course tommy fleetwood's gonna crush the links he's he's from europe he's played great on link style courses in the past and i have no problems with that kind of just continuing onward for him this week.
1: Yeah, I think Tommy is definitely an awesome pick. I, I mean, we we root for Tommy every single week here. I mean, he's yeah. just such a good guy. And the one week we finished finishing the playoff, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose to like an 81-footer. There's no shame in that. Um, I do love, love, love a combination of Victor Hovland and Terrell Hatton this week. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing that we talked about up until, what would you say, April of this year was he really only plays well in these Europe-style courses or resort-style courses outside the U.S. He finally puts it together this year. I think he's going to go to a spot where he can really go in and excel over that 9,700 price, and in some cases, a lot of these um, sportsbook numbers as well. I love him this week. Terrell Hatton, European, has been arguably, in my opinion, probably having his best career year. You could argue another year, which I would I would be okay to debate. But if you take a look at the competition that he's been facing this year and what he's done, it's been tremendous. I like both of those guys. Matt Fitzpatrick obviously won a major last year. He won the RBC Heritage. He has looked a little bit weird this year, comparatively so. He's dealing with a little bit of injury concerns. But I mean, how can you fade him in a week like this, in my opinion?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I might be able to do it. Fitzpatrick's one of these guys that like it's really tough to 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 go with him all the time because again, he like won RBC Heritage and then he'll go out and like miss the cut T20, T49, T35. Like he just he's a little bit volatile of a winner.
1: He saves uh, the good rounds for these.
0: Exactly. I I don't hate going back to, like, a Ricky Fowler this week. I know he just won at the Rocket Mortgage, and that might actually scare a few people away from getting to him. They might be like, ah, he just won. He's probably going to suck this week. But, like, this is an entirely different Ricky Fowler that we've got going on here. He's got finishes that are very comparable to how Roy McIlroy's been doing the last five weeks in his, in his last five finishes. I don't hate the concept of going back to that at 9,500 uh by any means so i don't
1: think anybody's gonna hate on you for picking ricky fowler he is uh, awesome he's back i love watching it it's just so amazing and the relief that you can see on his face is just like i did it when he won And it's such a shame that he won while we were off let me tell you i could have spent three hours talking about him i think it's a safe bet to get to him my only concern with him is his ball flight is traditionally a little bit lower so the spin number is going to be a little less different on these grainy type of grass so that's one concern of mine is his proximity to the hole luckily his putter's been on fire so that could be you know you know shot in the dark there
0: i mean when in doubt just remember the fact that he was at wimbledon with with jordan spieth and justin thomas and that he looked really nice in that suit so justin
1: thomas looked hammered (laughs) He did look.
0: Justin Thomas was drinking away his golf problems, 100%.
1: You see, Uh, some PGA Tour... Meme like meme that might not even be the right word. They said when you pregame the wedding too hard, you're just trying to pray to make it to the reception. They had that picture of him like exhaling.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like oh, JT, you got. I mean, don't get me wrong. Is I feel like you and I have both seen that look in other people, 100.
1: percent. But we've actually, had that look ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But we, you know, JT looked a little rough. Ricky though, oh, he looked nice in that suit.
1: Jordan so. Spieth, I need to talk about him. A little open collar, man. I was. Listen, if there's a PGA Tour player that I'm going for, a little Speed, <laughs> actually, he's a good-looking gentleman. Um, but for me, it could be I also we could be Ricky, but I don't. Blame I don't hate people. Jordan Speed this week, though. And let me tell you why. Okay. Yes, you take a look at his most recent finishes. Yes, you see concern where you see 66 missed cut, fifth, 93rd missed cut, 29th, 135, and then two four three 194. Yes, I know injury concerns or whatnot. Just think. What in the world did we see eight years ago with Jordan Spieth and anywhere in the continental Europe? Oh my goodness, he was on another planet. Um there's nothing else to say. I think this might be weak. You know, he took off some time, hasn't played since the u s. Open, which is almost a month ago. I think injury might be concern or not be a concern. He's a lower price than what he could be, and I think for DFS play, it's worth a gamble in some lineups. Where you might exceed that ninety three hundred price?
0: Yeah, I th- I think he's definitely a boom bust play. Um, again, and that and that's something that I'm a little worrisome about. Um, especially in like a cash game. But if in, if you're going GPP and you're trying to risk it all, um, throw it on a couple. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably that's probably a safe play too. Um, Shane Lowry, I think is going to be just fine play, and then Wyndham Clark, I think is 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 slightly overpriced at nine K. Agreed. Um, I understand, and he's playing well, so I don't blame you if you get to him. Uh, but I just don't think it. You know, in terms of bumping up an extra 400 bucks and getting to Fleetwood, different different caliber player. So, And
1: this is Shane Lowry's first time at the Renaissance Club. So there's no stats to go behind him. True. Um, all right. AK? Yep. That is him, Wu Lee at 8,900, down to Corey Connors at AK, which is kind of surprising. He's that low for for me personally.
0: Yeah, this round is or this grouping of eight K guys is extremely interesting to me. I'm curious what you think. I think this is a very volatile round, like group.
1: So number one, I'm targeting Minwoo Lee, eighty nine hundred. Okay, that's one fifth in the DP World Tour rankings. Um, he's played nine events with over one thousand six hundred points, so he puts him in fifth place. Um, I think he's on a tremendous momentum swing. Fifteenth at the uh, British Masters, I think it was two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, ninth at the Travelers, fifth at the U.S. Open, Um, and then previously, starting with the Hero Dubai Desert Classic Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, ISPS Honda Australian Open, and the Fortinet in Australia, 4-3-2-13 are his World Tour finishes. This guy has been a monster on the DP World Tour. He had the momentum before he came to the PGA Tour. I am hammering him like the wind. So if I'm gonna go one guy, put all of my chips on, I'm going Minwuli.
0: Yeah, I think Minwuli is a great choice. Um again, he's won here. He won here two years ago. I don't think Justin Rose is a bad play. No. Um, I think he's probably the one other guy in this range that I would understand getting to. Um Homa, terrifying, because again, he just hasn't been in the same level of form that he was in when he was peaking. Um, and I don't know how he does. Kind of when he's outside of the states, like I feel like he's almost in a new element for himself. Missed not... the cut
1: with uh, Tiger at St. Andrews. Well, there you go.
0: Um, Sungjae scares me. Tom Kim, this is the this is the full one year now that we've seen Tom Kim because this time last year was when he crushed leaderboards at the Scottish Open and then qualified for the Open. If you remember, yeah. So this is the this is the full one year. Around the around the world, Mark for for Tom Kim. So from here on out, we can kind of look into his finishes a little bit more. Um, I think he's risky this week. I think that he's, he's risky
1: gonna, every week now. Unfortunately, well, I think he's going to get a lot
0: of attention this week because of how he did here last year, um, and that scares me. So I'm avoiding him, but I understand if you get to him. Uh, Burns is Sam Burns. We're just, just I don't know. You can play with fire. Have fun. Let me know how it works out for you.
1: Uh, JT eighty three hundred right next to Ludwig Auburg. Listen, listen. I I've said this I think three weeks in a row now. This might be the lowest price we get JT at. It's just a matter of time before he goes off. It's just a matter of time, and he proved it at the Travelers ninth finish where he had a sixty four and a sixty two. It's just a matter. Much like Ricky, what we said about Ricky last year, Jason Day. It's just a matter of time before it just clicks together, and at eighty three hundred. He's not the safest play. I'm not backing this 100%, but if you're doing, you know, a dollar double up, for example, and you just want to throw him in there just to see it, it's not the worst play cuz it's so cheap comp- compared to what he could be.
0: If if he goes into the Open Championship under 8500, I will probably have to throw him in at least like a dollar lineup somewhere along the lines just like
1: Matsuyama are the best wood players in my opinion and if you get into some par fives where scoring is going to be really really high yeah that's half a shot on the field right there
0: yeah absolutely um so so again i it's risky but i totally understand if you get to him this week um ludwig Aubert, i mean are you going back to it or you think at this no. point he's kind of going to be a little bit too uh
1: and here's the reason i say no the only Only data that I have on Ludwig Aberg from the DP World Tour in 2023. He finished in 70th place. He made the cut. Good for him. But everything else we've seen, API, Florida, we've seen Valspar, RBC Canadian, Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, John Deere. Very traditional courses. A lot of position play. Whereas this is going to be a lot more open. So I know I've said it time and time and again. I need to see one week where he plays in these style of conditions. Because I'm sure, actually, I don't know if he'll qualify for the open. It probably needs a win, if I were to guess. Um, but I would like to see at least one round before I jumped him, especially if there's a guy like JT at 8,300 or Adam Scott, who's just a dog and has yep. proven on the DP World Tour he could play it a hundred dollars less. So, so let me ask you:
0: Who, if you had to pick a top three in this in this category, do you have a top three in mind? I know because this is what I really, thought about earlier.
1: Yeah, Minwuli's really number one. one. Yep. Um I think Adam Scott would be a safe play at 2. Okay. Um I would say it's a tie for me between Rosie and I think JT could sneak in this week. I don't know again, I don't think it's a guarantee, but I also don't think Rosie is a guarantee either cuz he tends to flu He has been playing tremendous lately, but he does have a tendency to just randomly flare out and shoot like an 84.
0: Yeah. Um for me it's I'm in kind of a similar boat. I'm going Lee. And then I'm going, I think I'm going to go Rosie and then Scott Um, and then then Thomas being fourth. Um, And again, I think Thomas is fourth for me just because of the volatility, but okay. So we're in a similar kind of boat there. And then, I I mean, pretty much everybody else we didn't mention in terms of those four guys. I'm cool. Just avoiding. And if you
1: get to him and he wins, I'll take the hit on the back. You can hit me all day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not, not too worried about that. All right. So this 7k range is juicy. Um, so let's get right into it. We got Alex Smalley, 7,900, all the way down to Michael Jordan, Matthew Jordan, Matthew Jordan. Oh, dude, if
1: if it was Michael Jordan, man, (laughs) I I don't know what his handicap is. It depends if he's playing the Grove or any other course, but this is a category that I think will win this week or at least win your DFS. Um, you can take a look at a guy, I think you can get to any of the Hoyard brothers. Do I stand behind him 100%? Probably not. I mean, Rasmus is 12th on the DP World Tour rankings. I don't even see his brother on the top 40, uh, mostly because he's probably playing on the PGA Tour event. Oh, Nikolai Hoeyart, 41. Well, that'll do it. But um, Aaron Rye, I think, is a good pick this week. He's coming in really good form, third, 24th, and ninth in his last three. Really good Tita Green. Ryan Fox. I think everybody forgets he's a top 30 player in the world. He's a top 30 player in the world. He's like 55th on DFS. 13 for 16 on cuts. His only missed cuts are Valero and RBC. And then a random one back in November last year.
0: He's 30th in the world. If his name wasn't Ryan Fox and he didn't look like your neighbor next door, Joe. You, like he would be way more well
1: than flip-flops
0: yeah but he just looks like the most generic like dude down the street that golfs six days a week on the planet and i i don't know if that he does that intentionally to like just hang out under the radar or if that's just kind of how his style isn't it is and its the way it is but it, it just makes me laugh because i feel like ryan fox is the most criminally
1: like forgotten oh. golfer that's in, in the top 50 and the only people that really like if What's um, good. Good. They did a video with good. Good. Yes. Did you see his game? I don't even watch. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's ridiculous Um, him. The other guy, I'm really like, if I had a gavel and I was a judge, I'd be hammering this Alexander. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Bjork Bjork. A lot of the time when I'm watching European tour golf, I'm watching on mute because the girlfriend's asleep. Um, 14 for 14 on cuts, seven top tens. His worst finish on the entire calendar year is 42nd, and that includes a pair of 68s. He is, if I take a look, 7th on the DP World Tour season-long rankings after Himmerland. This guy is a dog, and he is at 7,300. This is the benefit of being a degenerate with insomnia, where you can recognize these guys' names, Um, or just below him, Adrian Moronk. He's 3rd in the DP World Tour rankings, over 1,700 points, almost 1,800. Take a look at his World Tour uh, finishes. 15, 3, 5, 1, 21, 4, 10, and then the Hero Dubai 104. But that's nowhere near close to a Lynx course. This guy is a dog, and at 7,300, these two guys that aren't necessarily known to the, maybe the odds makers or to the PGA Tour fans, this is stuff you got to pay attention to.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Alexander Bjork has, uh, what is that, 8? or seven, seven top tens in his last eight starts. Listen. I know it's the, I know it's a world tour. Let's, you know, let's, uh, you can, you you can knock it if you want, but having seven top tens in your last eight starts is ridiculous. Um, I, when you started saying Alex, I thought you were going to talk about one of my other favorite guys was Alex Smalley. Um, the guy's got elite form right now. Um, so he's basically become an elite level ball striker and he has two top tens in his last, Three finishes. Um, again, one of them being a second in the John Deere, but the John Deere was not that weak of the field this year. So he also finished top 10 here last year. So if you want to look into that, he was decent. He's just been playing significantly better basically ever since the Wells Fargo at the start of May. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's missed one cut. He's just kind of a different golfer. And at 7,900, he just gets right below all of that junk at 8K, which is which I'm kind of a fan of. Um, Second guy I'll mention your favorite guy or one of your favorite guys you like to go to Thomas Dietrich. Oh, he's so attractive.
1: <laughs> people are gonna think. People, hey. Jag, you good? So I just realized people are gonna think um, I'm a little suspect because I said Jordan Spieth is my man crush. Thomas Dietrich is one fine looking gentleman. Both of those things can be true. Let's be honest.
0: I mean, I mean, hey, you're just very comfortable. You know, you got you had a girlfriend for so long at this point. You, just, you you could just say it like you see it now, and I don't blame you. <laughs> I, got, um, I got no phrase Exactly No, again, Thomas Dietrich did finish top 10 here last year He makes a ton of cuts um, So he's in Europe He did really well in the, on the uh, world tour When he initially played on there a lot Before kind of maneuvering over to the PGA Tour more so But he still plays some world tour events um, So I know he's going to have no problem when it comes to wind Or when it comes to link style courses Because he's done that in the past uh, we're going to keep scrolling down. Ryan Fox right underneath him, 7,500. So, honestly, Dietrich or Fox, whichever one you you want to get to, I don't blame you. Um, the last guy I'll mention is at 7,200. It's Jordan Smith. Um, so, Jack and I both like a Jordan this week. It's just he likes Spieth. I like Smith. Um, so, he's really going to kind of fly under the radar. He's a guy who predominantly plays on the world tour, but don't let that fool you. Um, he finished 77th at the PGA Championship, which you're like, okay, Liam, that's not that great. I don't understand what you're excited about. Um, he did make the cut and then he backed it up with a T20 at the U S open. Um, so he is legit. He's played on like the PGA tour before he's played in majors before he has no problem facing a field of this kind of magnitude. Um, and He also has had a nasty run on PGA leaderboards before last year in the, in the fall, kind of similar to right around the start of this Scottish open. He really started crushing PGA tour uh, and I say crushing in the sense that he was making lots of cuts and winning a ton of money. Um, uh, last thing, he's also missed one cut since February. So that's pretty good. He's he's kind of like the sneaky play on the world tour. I like the idea of picking one world tour guy and having him in your lineup. Now, again, if you don't have a lot of confidence in terms of people you want to pick on that, go to like Ryan Fox. Go to go to somebody that you you know you're not gonna have any problems with. But I highly recommend at least picking one guy on the on the world tour because usually there's about half a dozen of them that end up sitting in the top 20 at a field like this.
1: Yeah, and the last guy I'll name, and I'm not necessarily targeting him, but it's just because of performance. Doug Gim has six top 35 finishes in a row, so I think his form is really, really good. Yeah, he yeah. played at JDC. He probably to take a commercial flight all the way to Europe. Um, but I think if you're going in that good a form and you're 7,500 – for me personally, at this price point, if I get a made cut, I'm happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. All right, we're going to dip into the 6K range. Yeah,
1: I guess we can. It's Davis Riley, who last year at this time I thought was going to win every single tournament he played in so so you
0: you realize so i texted jack earlier on today i'm like jack what do you think about this 6k range and he's like he's like i'm working i haven't had time to look at it yet do you understand now why i was like hey have you looked at this 6k range i mean it is brutal i did mess up by the way i uh i meant to throw out garrett higo as well he led the field in driving distance at the john deere classic um, so if you just want to do that and hope it carries over again, driving distance is, is a nice factor to know on a Lynx course, um, at least makes all of those approaches a little bit shorter, but yeah, yep. this is, this is why I messaged you about the 6k range. It is brutal. There's probably like two or three names that I potentially want to get to around here
1: so just from initial look i mean harry hall is going to be one guy that you could always take a look kind of the putter yep one uh, another guy pablo lara thobble a lot of people play lara zobble you americans it's lara thobble he has two wins in his last seven starts or sorry six yes he has two missed cuts in the same time that he's had two wins um but if you take a look at a guy he's just been really good um top 15 or excuse me top ten. DP World Tour rankings. You take a look at uh, a guy like Michael Kim. Dylan Wu, I went back-to-back on weeks, and I think he missed the cut on both times I picked him. You have S.H. Kim, who arguably has just as pretty of a swing as Max Homa. Just doesn't get the performances. It's really sad. Um, Guido Migliozzi always performs well on the DP World Tour. If you look and you watch, he's always on the leaderboard. Um, The only problem is he'll shoot a 90. He's got that in him. He'll go deep <laughs> in the other direction. He'll see a lot of scores. It's kind of scary.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's there's a few guys I I don't entirely hate in this range. Um, Jack kind of mentioned Harry Hall is one of them. I think he can he can kind of have good potential in terms of moving over to a course like this. I mean, I don't like hate going to like a, a Billy Horschel at 6900. Ooh. I I know I I hate saying this, but him at 6900 feels so low. Um, The other option is you can go to, like, a Tom Hoey and just hope that the approach game carries him through everything else. Um, Also a terrifying thought. If you want to go down the World Tour route, then you can go to Matthew Southgate, um, who, again, don't look at his recent form outside of the 10th T10 he had last week, but he did finish T27 here last year. Um, and he's got the kind of link style that could definitely set up on a course like this. Uh, Dylan Wu also at sixty seven hundred, not awful, but he did miss the cut at John Deere, which could terrify some people away. Last guy I'll mention, sixty four hundred, Aaron Badley. I mean, if you're down here and you're just trying to make a cut, I think he's probably your best option. Um, so he did finish t thirty one last week.
1: Well, then good news because for once, I'm not going to say Aaron Badley's name, but I'm going to mention. My guy, I call him the salad. His name is Romine Langescu. 6,900. Get ready for this. 16 for 18 on cuts. His last missed cut was in March 9th, 45th, 21st, 2nd, 16th, 10th, 54th, 38th, and 8th two weeks ago at the British Masters. 6,900. You need a guy to fill out your roster. Go for my lettuce, go for the romaine.
0: Uh that that T54 was at the US Open, by the way, too. So that that it's it's not a world tour event there. A lot of the other ones, world tour events. That one, that's a full field. So full field. Listen, go go to Romaine, our buddy from France.
1: It's the only beauty of insomnia as you guys <laughs> recognize. And I have to come up with nicknames. Like there's a guy, Aki Stridum. Again, I'm watching on mute, so I don't know how to pronounce these guys. There's like Marcel Siem. Ah, uh, you don't want to know the nickname I have for him. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, you can fill in the lines with how you want to do that. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, we'll uh we'll leave it there because we we rattled off a couple names down here, but at this point, if you're in these low six k ranges, you're grasping, and and we wish you the best.
1: <laughs> Confidence. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm just saying that. Look at this. All right, some of these low tiered world tour guys. I'm sure they're very nice individuals, but I don't have the same level of confidence in them that I do a lot of the PGA guys and a lot of these higher world tour guys. There's kind of a cutoff.
1: Yeah, gotcha. well, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off with your DraftKings lineup then?
0: All right. Um, so I'm starting off heavy. I got Scotty Scheffler, 11,600. And I'm going to Tommy Fleetwood at 9,400. Give me Alex Smalley at 7,900. Give me Thomas Dietree at 7,500. Give me Jordan Smith at 7,200 and give me Aaron Baddeley at
1: 6,400. I definitely don't hate it. Mine is Terrell Hatton at 9,600, Tommy Fleetwood, 9,400, Minwoo Lee, 8,900, Ryan Fox, 7,500, Alexander Bjork, 9,300, and Adrian Moronk, 7,300. I almost went with um, my guy Romaine at the bottom and saved 400 and went up to. Was it 10k? Um, let me go back up. I can't remember 10k, I think it was Maddie Fitz. Yeah, if we'll I remember, fit, if that's a...
0: Fitzy or Cantley or one of those guys.
1: Yeah, so but I didn't. I was like, Moronk's probably the safer bet between the two. He's played on the PGA Tour a number of times, so that's yeah. what I went with. There you
0: go. Uh, Fan Duel, I'm starting off Scotty Scheffler 12,400. Second, can be Ricky Fowler 11,600. Third, give me Tommy Fleetwood 10,900. 4th give me Alex Smalley 9600, 5th give me Garrett Higgo 8200, and 6th give me Aaron Badley at 7200.
1: Nice. And last but not least, my fan dual lineup. Xander Schafley 11800, Victor Halfen who I think is like I said being slept on tremendously in this field at 11400. I have Minwoo Lee at 10500. I have Ryan Fox at 9400. I have Alexander Bjork at 8,900. And then I have Doug Gim at 7,600. There you go. All right. What are we looking at for bets? You still got your eight? I still have my eight. And um, let me tell you, probably some risky ones here. I'm not 100% confident. Somewhere. Oh, you want to talk about risky bets? <laughs> well, hey, I talked to you off a ledge on the first one. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Go for it. My first bet is Alexander Bjork, top 40, plus 137. I think just he's coming in with such good form that I think I'm okay getting to a guy that's not more familiar, known with a lot of American fans. Victor Hovland, top 20, plus 100. Xander Shoffley, top 20, minus 120. Xander Shoffley, top... Nope, just said it. Matty Fitzpatrick, top 30, minus 134. Terrell Hatton, top 30, minus 134. Adrian Mronk, top 40, plus 115. Ryan Fox, again, don't get it. Top 40, plus 125, top 30 player in the world. And then I just needed to see a bet and by Friday, or I guess, yeah, Friday, Saturday morning, depending on when it goes out. Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, and Terrell, Hutton, ter- Terrell Hatton to make the cut in a parlay is plus 121.
0: That could be done by Thursday evening, depending on what happens, because... Uh... Yeah.
1: I don't know what time they're going out. I genuinely haven't looked yet.
0: I uh oh, I saw this. It's like 11 p.m. Eastern or something like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's actually it's, I'm okay
1: with that. I'm gonna be it's, up.
0: It's disgusting. I mean, you'll be up, you won't care. Um, all right, my bets. I'm doing four this week. Um, this is probably a week where if you don't want to get crazy because you'd prefer to save some money for the open next week. Totally understandable.
1: Bet half units.
0: Yep, bet half units or you know, drop down to that next tier, or whatever works the best. Uh, For my bets, I'm starting with Tommy Fleetwood, top 20, was plus 110. Um, Alex Smalley, top 40, was minus 120. Ricky Fowler, top 20, was minus 110. And then I had a Xander Shoffley and Tommy Fleetwood, top 20 parlay, at plus 320.
1: Why don't you tell them what it was before I talked to you off a (laughs) ledge?
0: So I had one where Xander Shoffley and Tommy Fleetwood, top 10 at... Yeah,
1: Yeah. uh-huh. Yeah,
0: exactly. F plus 700. Uh Jack Jack may have said some expletives, Uh said some things about, you know, me being short a couple
1: brain cells. Well, and he's so- like, take a look at my bets. I like him this week. I'm feeling really confident, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to see like a minus 140 bankroll builder going into a major. The first one I see is a plus 700. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're at the highest you've been. You can let that Plus nine units get to your head. Uh, yeah, so he, he, he walked
0: me back a couple steps. I'm going to laugh, though, if they both finish top ten. But hey, it's whatever. If they both
1: finish top ten, <laughs> you get 3.2 units your name. The
0: there you go. That's fair. Um, all right. Let's keep it on moving. Are we doing winner's picks or, or wild cards? Go for it.
1: Um, let's start with winners because I'm actually modifying one of my wild card picks right now. Okay. Um, so for my
0: winner's picks, I'm, I'm going slightly off the rails, you could call it, this week. Um, I'm kind of sticking, sticking to the side. I'm going Alex Smalley and Kurt Kitayama. I don't even know if we talked about Kurt Kitayama that much, but he, he finished top three here last year. Um, and he has the game to do well in terms of distance and iron play. So again, I'm, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a, take a step back approach. I want to save a couple big names here for the open and then, you know, FedEx cup playoffs, things like that. Um, so I'm going to and Alex, Alex Smalley
1: yama burned me at the uh, Jdc so I'm off him for a little bit
0: and that's fair I, and I think that's a good reason to uh a, for me for you to avoid him for me he usually boom bust so he bust last week hopefully he booms this week
1: let's pause um my uh, my winners <laughs> this week I uh like just like you had said I'm gonna save some of the big hitters for a lot of the majors but I'm with two guys that I feel really confident in what
0: you're what, what do you mean, not a big name? He's
1: like a top 15 golfer on tour. Well, can't I can't say he's not a big win. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he doesn't win as much as some of the other big guys, but Terrell Hatton, and I also have Min Woo Lee, a.k.a. Him Woo Lee. I think DP World Tour momentum in both those guys is tremendous, and I hope to see another one to go, go through. There you go.
0: All right. Uh, Jack just said it. Terrell Hatton's bad golfer. Shouldn't be on PGA oh, Tour. I-
1: that he was a bad golfer <laughs> no i know i'm just messing with you. all right uh wildcard picks yep so my first one victor perez top 30 plus 260 for those who don't know victor perez number one i shouted him out at last year's masters and that burned me to the absolute core but he is number four on the dp world tour rankings for the year sponsored by titles so you know he's really really good uh, he's just a dog and everybody sleeps on him because he has these finishes that are just random I'm open for a good one this week, and last but not least, my guy, the salad romaine langescu top thirty plus two eighty. You know, I had a Thornview on Olson, but he's been bust more so than boom lately, so I'm taking the confidence bet.
0: There you go. Um, I I did a mixture of of big names and then a kind of a, a shot in the dark. Um, so for my wildcard picks, I'm doing Rory McIlroy, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Hatton top twenty at plus five hundred. Um, again, I don't really have action on any of those guys otherwise. Um, but those are all guys that I think have the potential to boom in this kind of an instance. I think
1: you have Jordan Smith.
0: Not Rory McElroy, Matt Fitzpatrick, or Hatton, though. Oh. I don't have any of those three. Um, Hatton was somebody that I tried to get to, but I liked Tommy Fleetwood and Ricky Fowler too much. Um, Rory was a guy I liked, but again, I liked Scotty instead. And then Fitzpatrick just didn't work money-wise. Uh, so we'll see if those three we got a plus 500. And then Jordan Smith, top 20, is plus 400. Again, he's kind of the world tour guy that I am potentially putting a lot of uh, trust into this week. But I think he's he outside of maybe Ryan Fox and two or three other guys. He's probably the one I have the most co- some of the most confidence in.
1: I like it. I don't hate it either. All
0: right, there we go. Are we going to talk about the uh, Barbasol pick? I don't have your Barbasol pick, by the way.
1: Mine is uh it's right here. I'll highlight it on the notes. It's Peter Quest. He's been doing really well the last couple events. It's the only guy that has a lot of momentum going into it. If I'm going for a fan favorite, you gotta go Akshay though. So
0: so I thought about taking Akshay. Um Akshay was my backup plan. If you took my guy, Justin Lauer. I mean, I understand he's at the top of the board, but honestly, like if you, if you start dipping too far below in there, you're gonna get guys that probably mostly play in the corn fairy tour anyways. Um, Justin, Justin Lauer can contend in a lot of these bigger tournaments too. Barbasol is kind of one of these events that I usually try and stay towards some of the bigger names. Um, they just, the cream tends to kind of rise to the top. Justin Lauer is my pick.
1: Well, that will never be covered. Um, <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> Nine of those guys, we'll forget about this in a, in a couple of days here, but I am so excited to watch some freaking golf at night. I'm going to have my decaf coffee on the patio nice cool night maybe smoke a stove life's gonna be good
0: and again uh, make sure when you're doing all of your picks and, and all your lineups and everything else that you do those by Wednesday probably by the time you're done with your work day because if you try and wait and get all fancy with it and make sure you have all of the all of the information up to date they may have already teed off um, you just got to make sure that you kind of beat it to it again we're in, we're, we're going to Scotland. So they're probably seven-ish hours ahead of us at the minimum. So just just make sure you're ahead of it. Don't get risky with us here and start trying to, you know, outthink everybody by doing it 30 minutes later.
1: Yeah, you're not going to gain anything.
0: Yeah. So, all right, we'll, uh, we'll leave you to it. Let's go out there. Let's put some money. We got the last major of the year next week, Jack
1: flying by fast man yeah,
0: it's cruising for sure uh so winter winter gonna be here before you know it i feel like i gotta get my game of thrones memes already
1: i have never seen that show but all i have to say <laughs> is we're on a good momentum with bets right now right now we're just at i think you we're right now over 83 units in total
0: uh, about 10, and a half around,
1: up. 10 and a half up so right now we're almost 85 if we take a look at that we could get to a hundred Units up. If you followed every one of our bets and you put a hundred dollars, which is the standard unit for—I don't know how that got placed—you would be up. Oh, I don't even know why I want to do the math on that. That's ridiculous. You guys would be paying off your mortgage.
0: I mean, if you followed along with me the whole way, you've had a very fun roller
1: coaster of a ride. You took—you had to take <laughs> up a loan up until the Masters on your bets, but right yeah. now, I mean, a hundred dollars times a hundred—that's ten grand. Yep. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Um. All right, we we will leave you to it. Let's go out there. Let's have a good one, and let's win some money. We'll see you next week. Deuces.